the Fade Five Podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your best black wagons. Brad, the big noise, Evans here, joined by the good son, Nathaniel Lundy. Tis indeed the Fade Five Podcast presented by Swap. Casino Tequila. Pick up some love juice today at Total Wine and more. And good Lord, uh, I need some liquid medicine right now because the cold front finally came sweeping through over the weekend, and I'm still hungover. Uh, It was a bad night, uh, down a couple of units on Monday, but oh my goodness, we have a plethora of games to choose from and delightful, juicy matchups in college basketball. We'll get to those here in a second, but Lundy, let's uh, start things off the top here. Dealer's Choice, uh, you're a gambling man. You like to go up to Blackhawk uh, and play the various table games that involve uh, the cards and hopefully you uh, involving probably lots of liquor in the process. Uh, oh, yeah. NBA or NHL Play of the day. It's dealer's choice. What do you like tonight? Oh, dealer's choice. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And uh, and everybody knows the reason you drink at a casino uh, is to make sure that you've uh, gotten your money's worth. Uh, we all know oh, that's exactly yeah. what we do. Um, I mean, those are some really tasty $100 Heinekens. I'm just throwing mm. it out. There. I mean, mm. it's a that's premium. That's premium stuff right there. Brad, <laughs> if there's a team. In the National Basketball Association. And I told you, Brad, that that team hits the under 75.9% of the time when they are playing at home. 75.9% at home. What would you do? Uh, I would bet the under. That's what you do with the Clippers and the T-Wolves tonight. That is my dealer's (laughs) choice. The total is at 234 and a half. The clip show hits the under at, I'm just going to round it off to make it easier. 76% of the time, the under is 22 and seven when the Clippers are playing at home. My dealer's choice on this lovely Tuesday is to take the under between Minnesota and LAC. Uh, I absolutely love that. And I tell you what, I'm going to stay in that same game, uh, but I'm going to attach a different name, and that name being the Claw. Kai, uh, uh, Kai Leonard, Kawhi, Kawhi, Kyrie, Kyrie Leonard. I have no Kawhi. Damn it! Uh, Get yourself together, man. Uh, And yes, I'm going Kawhi Leonard. Uh, Clearly, I'm in college basketball mode because I don't uh, know any of the current names in the NBA. Uh, But anyway, I love the over on combined steals plus blocks for Kawhi. Uh, that number's in it right now, two and a half, and it's plus 145. So get seduced by that juice uh, at BetMGM. Why do I like that line? Well, Minnesota has given up the third most seals per game at 8.9 over the last 10 efforts, and they're uh, number 16 and most blocks per game allowed. So middle of the pack in that category, giving up 4.4 per contest. Uh, Kawhi has done this in four of his last eight, so it's not unheard of uh, with him being a defensive mastermind going Going out there and getting a couple swipes and, you know, one block as well, or the other way around. Could be two blocks and just one swipe. If we still cash a ticket, so I like the over on that two and a half steals plus blocks, though, earlier this season, it only went for two against the T-Wolves uh, in that first matchup played back in December. Uh, with that, put the books, and it is Kawhi. 
Have another shot. Let's get after it with the Fade Five. Number five. All right, let's talk about a sport I actually know and love, and that is college basketball. And a team that your wife knows and very much loves are the Kansas Jayhawks, and they are at home tonight taking on a scrappy Texas Tech team. And I say, guns up, Lundy. I'm going to take the Red Raiders plus a nine and a half. Look, I think Kansas is going to cover in this game, but Texas Tech is in desperation mode. Uh, They are still uh, in the bubble conversation and certainly could really elevate their profile tonight with an enormous quadrant one victory against KU. I think they're going to get it, but I think they're going to play him tough, much like West Virginia recently did uh, there in Lawrence. You look at Texas Tech, three and six straight up on the road this season, but very respectable. Top 60 in adjusted offensive and defensive efficiency. Uh, team, though, that has been plagued by turnovers. Number 339 in turnover percentage offense, so they got to limit those miscues. Uh, but they really get after the offensive blast. Number 41 in those road matchups in the country in generating second-chance opportunities. And they won back-to-back games on the road. Now, you look at Kansas, uh, nearly flawless. Remember, they had that one blip on the radar against TCU at home. That's their only loss inside the fog. They are 14-1 straight up this season. But uh, some middling numbers in the advanced analytics category in those home matchups. Number 96, an effective field goal percentage offense. Number 125 in EFG defense. And you look in their last seven games, they won by 10 or fewer points in five of those matchups uh, inside the fog. So I think that trend will be thy friend and shall continue. Give me the Red Raiders. Uh, I'm going to take them plus a nine and a half. I think they lose this game by seven or eight. It'll be a little sweaty uh, here in the end, but hopefully uh, maybe on a BS3 at the buzzer, which has happened often over the last 48 hours in college hoops, they will score that cover. Lundy, uh, I know where your head and your heart is uh, in this game, but uh, with the line and play, feed or follow, Texas Tech plus nine and a half at Kansas, minus 110 at BetMGM. Brad, are you saying that it's possible that there will be a sweaty dick? Is that? Uh, is, yes. A very uh, Look, he is going to be working very hard in this game. Yes. And I think that dick is going to be perspiring early and often. Yes. Yes. I think what we need in this game, if you're a Jayhawks fan, is you need um, you, you need dick to rise um, to the occasion uh, more than <laughs> folks. This this shit could keep going for hours. Um, and I like this. I, I like this play because, as you know, Brad, if KU is on uh, television, it is on in our house. Um, and so even though I don't have any ties other than by marriage uh, to what the Jayhawks do or a rooting interest other than just trying to make sure um, that, you know, I, I still get some affection um, in rooting for this team. I, I've watched them a ton. I've probably watched KU more than I've watched any team in college basketball this year. Um, and there is this the, they've got this. They just let guys hang around, um, especially at Allen Fieldhouse this year. They have been letting it happen. Um, and they can pick up the victory, but I'm with you. I think this is going to be more like six or seven. Um, I, you know, I've got this vision in my mind of Kansas being up by, like I said, maybe six points at the end, and they're just dribbling it out at half court, letting the letting the time expire, and we are all sitting there as betters going, oh, thank God they did not shoot it. Um, so I, I, I like this one because I think this is going to be a single digits game. We're coming down to that time of the year, and especially in the Big 12, man. God, it is hard for these Big 12 teams to beat each other by 10 plus. 
there's just so much talent in that conference this year. So I'm with you. I don't think the Allen Fieldhouse home court advantage is as strong as we've seen it in a couple of seasons past. So give me Tech to cover. KU to win, but Tech to cover. It's not a flaccid backing. Go with Texas Tech plus nine and a half against Grady Dick and friends. Number four. Uh, New World Quattro with the feed five today. Let's go to the Mountain West Conference. And we got a matchup between the surprising San Jose State Spartans. It could be a real dark horse in that conference tournament. Laying two and a half against CSU. That is Colorado State, uh, the pride of Fort Fun, although not so prideful uh, what they have done this season. Minus 110. Uh, this one is pulled from DraftKings Sportsbook. You look at uh, San Jose State, a uh, team at home, 10 and 3, straight up this season. They won five of their last six contests, and they are top 30 in the country in those home matchups and offensive rebounding and defensive rebounding percentage. So they really crash the glass with Viola. Uh, Tolbert and Diallo inside, and they are also number 70, an effective field goal percentage defense because of that length, because of that girth around the 10. It's difficult to score on the Spartans, and you look at Colorado State, a team that is uh, very very good, really, offensively uh, this year, but they are 4-7 and on the road. They are number 26 in the country in road matchups, an effective field goal percentage offense, but their strength is scoring inside uh, where they are number 10 in the nation in two-point percentage offense. Again, that is the strength of San Jose State is defending inside around the basket. Uh, meanwhile, I look at Colorado State. They don't believe in any defense. <laughs> Get that the hell out of here. Number 256, an effective field goal percentage D on the road. And they are number 343 in offensive rebounding percentage, nearly dead last at college basketball and getting those second chance opportunities so they're usually one and done and they're a modest number 124 in defensive rebounding percentage as well so knowing the power inside and the muscle uh, that san jose shows i think they're going to neutralize the strength of colorado state score the victory and the cover i'm laying the two and a half on the spartans at home against the rammies minus 110 at DraftKings. lundy fade or follow well, you mentioned the fact Colorado State's four and seven on the road. They're also four and there's four and seven straight up and against the spread. Both, um, <laughs> they just are not very good on the road. You talked about if you can slow them down on the inside, that's basically where you can shut it down. Colorado State. I, this may not be necessarily San Jose State's calling card um, by any stretch, but they can do it, especially at home. And that is the Rams give up the most three pointers per game in the Mountain West Conference. They they. They, they allow it from outside the arc, um, 9.1 per game, as a matter of fact. So it's not necessarily that I expect San Jose State to just start jacking threes left and right, but they can. And if somebody gets a hot hand from outside the arc, the, the Rams aren't going to stop you. And that may be enough to make a difference here within this spread. I agree that the Spartans could be a little bit interesting in the Mountain West tournament, a little bit, little little bit. I don't, I'm not picking them to win it, but they might make things interesting. Uh, but there are some teams in the Mountain West tournament that are just going to fall to the wayside. Like, can you just forfeit? Can you just be done? Just be like, I'm out. Thanks. Appreciate you stopping <laughs> by. Um, so, uh, no, I, I really like this one. I especially like the fact that San Jose State is at home because, again, the Rams don't perform well on the road. They are just ready for the season to be over. Protect the rim. Damn it, Spartans. Get it done. Number three. 
Numero Trace today on the Fade Five. Let's go to a mammoth battle in the SEC. We got Arkansas on the road uh, taking on the Tennessee Volunteers. And let's do a little SGP slash OGP. And come with me if you agree on this. I'm going to take the Arkansas uh, Arkansas line up to plus 12 and a half. And I'm going to take the total uh, up and then smash the under on 140 and a half. Uh, put those two together. It's even money. Plus 100 at Bet MGM, why am I buying a ticket on the bus bus? And again, I'm not saying Arkansas is going to win this game straight up, but they're going to be highly competitive uh, on the road where really they haven't been straight up this season. They're two and seven in those matchups this year. Uh, number 173 in effective field goal percentage offense, but they are defending their tails off away from Fayetteville. Number 30 in the country in EFG defense. Uh, not only that, too, uh, but a team that's uh, you know really stretching out uh, to the arc as well uh, in that capacity. Now, they've got Nick Smith Jr. in uniform, and with him playing a full amount of minutes the last three games, they're number six in the country, Lundy, over the last three games and adjusted offensive efficiency. So, I know they're 173 in EFG offense, as I just uh, stated, uh, but that could be a bit deceiving because Nick Smith Jr. is a guy that's going to be a top five NBA pick, uh, presumably as soon as next year. He is a difference maker offensively for this team. And I know Tennessee, they're calling Carter's defense. They're number one in the nation in effective field goal percentage defense, uh, but number 136 in effective field goal percentage offense in their home matchups where they are 13 and two straight up. And I think this game is going to be relatively slow as well. Arkansas on the road, a slower team in tempo. According to KimPom.com, 156 in the nation in those road matchups. Tennessee, number 252. So more half-court oriented and even more so at home. So knowing the slowdown pace, knowing the defensive upsides of both of these teams, and then knowing, too, uh, the X factor that is Nick Smith Jr., SGP, Arkansas, plus one and a half, and the under on the all total, 140 and a half, plus 100 at BetMGM. Good, sir. Fade or follow. This is the only way that I will play this game. Is to yeah, same game me too. parlay it, and yep. and and part of the reason why, you know how every now and then you get you, you, okay, so you get a gut feel about a game, right? You're like, okay, we're gonna make a pick. That's what Brad and I are here to do, right? We make picks. You decide to fade or follow. That's entirely up to you. But you make picks, Brad. I'm telling you, a half a dozen of the folks that I follow across social media, they're all picking Arkansas plus the points. That makes me really damn nervous when everybody is on one side. That's why I took it up. Yeah. So, I, folks, I'm telling you, I think what Brad is doing here is the only way to play this game, which is do something with that line. Because if every and, and look, occasionally we're right. Occasionally, like all the prognosticators, we're all like, oh, you take it. And everybody's right and everybody's cashing tickets and everybody's happy. Okay, fine. But a lot of times when you see something that much of a tidal wave, a pendulum swing to one side, something's fishy about the line if everybody is that uh, uh, aligned on their pick. So when it comes to this game, I think Arkansas can keep this one close. But if Tennessee frustrates them offensively the way we know they certainly can from a, from a defensive standpoint – if Arkansas goes through a little drought in this game, 
the standard line may not be enough. So I really like what you've done here, Brad. This is my favorite play only because of what I said. This is the only way that I would touch this SEC matchup today. Yeah, grab a surfboard and hang 10, dude. Ride that tidal wave with some alt lines in Arkansas. Number two. All right, Numero Dole is sticking with the SGP slash OGP theme and another team that has its back against the wall painted into a corner and really almost in a must-win situation are the Clemson Tigers. Uh, right now, member of my next four out on the latest version of the Bracket Big Board and check it out at BalletSports.com. They got a win and they got a chance to be highly competitive and maybe steal that victory on the road in Charlottesville taking on the University of Virginia who is slumping right now. So on this SGP slash OGP, give me the Tigers. Plus ten and a half and the under. I want to play that total up to 138 and a half. And again, tuck under that number and look at that. Oh, little baby seduced by the juice. Plus 110 on that SGP at DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, you look at Clemson, a team that's not exactly extraordinary uh, in any facet offensively, but they're very good defensively on the road this year. They are top 75 in the country in EFG defense uh, on, in those road matches. Meanwhile, I look at Virginia, uh, a team that uh, just cannot put ball through basket right now. Uh, quite honestly, uh, Vanderplas. Uh, and friends, uh, scoring is a major struggle. And you look at some of the advanced analytics, and usually a calling card of the University of Virginia is uh, playing extraordinary pack line defense. It's what they're known for, but uh, they've been a little bit looser in that capacity this season in home matchups. Well, North, the number 100 and effective field goal percentage offense, and defensively, nearly number 100 as well. And effective field goal percentage defense. So they're in the 90s in that category. Uh, they're really just not uh, identifying with uh, the brand of basketball that we've seen before with the Cavaliers and a team right now that's sliding down the bracket big board ranks. So I'm not saying they lose. I just need Clemson to cover plus a 10.5, and I'm taking the under due to defensive chops, normally a Virginia, and definitely applies to Clemson on the road, 138.5. But those events occur on this SGP plus 110 at DraftKings. Only fade or follow. Uh, I will follow on this one as well because I'm not trusting Virginia right now. Obviously, they've lost two in a row, but Brad, I mean, they might as well have lost four in a row. I mean, the, yeah. the Notre Dame and Louisville, they won by a combined five points. And if I'm not mistaken, I think I think they were double digit favors in both of those games. Do, everybody's a double digit favor against Louisville. Everybody. And they barely got by. Barely got by. So they're Owen. Actually, they're technically they're. Uh, let's see. They are two, five, and one uh, against the spread over the course of their last eight, including zero and four in the last four straight two games that they should have lost. Well, maybe not should have lost, but could have lost for sure. As we just said with Louisville and Notre Dame. Um, so this just, this team doesn't look right right now. Um, and I don't know that a matchup against Clemson is going to be where they get right. Um, so I am with you. I'll take the spread up here, which is what, if I'm not mistaken, it's what six and a half on the normal line, five and a half. Uh, like yeah, it's actually up to six and a half now. I think it opened at five and a half, so it's climbed. Even on the standard line, I would certainly entertain Clemson, but, you know, uh, it's all about safety first to me. So that's why I built it a cushion. Well, it's because you're trying to build up the bankroll after the kick to the nads you took over the weekend. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm swollen at the wrong places right now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, no, I, I like this play. Look, Virginia can get right. 
and they should get right. I just haven't seen it yet, and until I see it, I'm not going to trust it. So let's see if Clemson can keep this one in single digits. Yeah, Virginia wielding a foam sword right now. Faye the Cavaliers back the desperate Clemson Tigers. Number one. I uh, numero uno. We hit on this yesterday. If you watch uh, live on the line, I took the over on the team total with Baylor, and uh, it hit with like 13.1 seconds to go. So that was definitely a pat down your forehead uh, kind of affair uh, for those Baylor Bears and their victory over Oklahoma State, which bounced the Cowboys out of the bracket big board field and vaulted Arizona State in as a result. Uh, but uh, nothing applies to either one of those teams in this matchup. And that is a Big Ten throwdown between the Indiana Hoosiers taking on the Iowa Hawkeyes after that a historic comeback at the Fran McCaffrey stare down, uh, which is one of my favorite events I've ever seen in college basketball history. Uh, made the rounds there on social media and for good reason. But tonight, I'm going to take the Hoosiers over 75 and a half team total points, minus 110, available at DraftKings. Uh, the reason why I'm on this, uh, Indiana has been outstanding. Uh, they're inside the friendly confines of the Assembly Hall offensively. Number 12 in the country, an effective field goal percentage offense in those home affairs where they're shooting 56.4% from two and 41.4% from distance. A very good defensive team. Really, they have no weaknesses when they are playing at home. That's why they've only had one blemish uh, in 15 games. Meanwhile, I look at Iowa on the road. They're three and seven straight up. Completely different team away from Carver, uh, Carver Hawkeye Arena. Number 329 an effective field goal percentage offense. And here is what uh, is most encouraging in terms of this number. Number 223 an effective field goal percentage defense giving up 50.8% inside the arc and 38.2% outside of it. The first game, Iowa won 91-89. to uh, It was a game that uh, certainly uh, took your uh, breath away. There's no question about that. But uh, Hood Shafina was on fire right now. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis is nearly unstoppable around the rim. Galloway is getting some critical buckets, uh, whether attacking the rim or splashing from outside. Indiana can fill up the cup. And uh, with this game being played a brisk at an up-tempo pace, uh, I believe uh, here in the end uh, that the Hoosiers will score at least 76. Hell, they may crack 80 again. Remember, they scored 89 in that first matchup. So I feel very good about this line. Lundy, fade or follow IU over 75 and a half team total points, minus 110 at DraftKings. I think we're going to sweat it. I think we're going to sweat it. I'm just being honest with you. I think we're going to sweat it, but I'll go ahead and follow. I'm going to make it 5-0. and I'm trying to build up your confidence here, Brad, because you really you kind of shrunk a little bit. You got a little team raisins going on lately. With I'm trying. I'm to, still uh, up 79 freaking units on the season. A regression to, was about to kick in. I'm trying to, I'm trying to push. I'm, I'm trying to prop you up. I'm trying to, like, I'm the guy that holds the cheerleader up. Over there on the side of the court, uh, that's me right now. And you're the you're the cheerleader in the short skirt if you guys want to enjoy that visual for just a second. Uh, so I will follow. I will follow. Uh, just don't just please don't show up. I know you're I know you're coming to town tomorrow uh, to, to, to a little visit for Denver. Uh, please don't show up in a short skirt. OK, uh, Lundy, uh, I hate to say this, uh, but the lines change. That's what oh, it is right now. It no. just jumped. I 
points at no. DraftKings. I swear to God, it was 75 and a half early this morning when I woke up. I took it immediately, and now it's up a full five points. Remember, they scored 89 the first matchup. I still think this overhits, but you might want to do a little same game parlay to take that total down to build in uh, that necessary oh, safety yeah. first cushion. Yeah, yeah. Screw that 80 number. No, no. See, I told you I thought we might be sweating 75, and I know. See, don't you be don't you be doing that. No, now you got me, now you got me worried. Uh no, now I'm not touching it. See, now you just you completely screwed it over. We were I was there, man. I was your support for your cheerleader performance. Nope, not anymore. Now, now you're now you're on your own. Now you're you're, you're like the cheerleader that was propping me up, and then I just fell over and cracked my head. Well, yeah, you're you're out there at center court right now, just doing a tumbling pass all by yourself. Um, <laughs> and this is all on you. The rest of us are just standing around, going, "Oh God, we hope he doesn't fall and break his neck." All right, I'm still a member of Team Wavo, so I'm still backing the Indiana Hoosiers over 80.5 team total are. points. And Lundy uh, is probably going to appropriately fade that. He ain't touching it. What he is putting his finger on, though, you're going to find out in a minute. It's bonus time. What else you got on this Taco Tuesday? Uh, some spicy in the world of sports, Lundy. What do you like? Uh, let me throw a couple of them out there for you. I already gave you uh, my favorite in the NBA. When we're talking about the under in the Clippers and the T-Wolves game. Let me go from there over to uh, the ice, uh, where we tend to find ourselves in bonus time frequently. Hit a really nice uh, three-leg goal in the first 10 parlay last night. Hopefully you guys saw that on the spreadsheet. Uh, not sure I like the gifts tonight, but here's what I do like. Uh, points, goals, a plenty. Uh, we'll start in uh, St. Louis. That is where the Kraken will be. I will take the over on the six goals between Seattle and St. Louis. Same total, six total goals, sits there in the desert between the Blackhawks and the Coyotes. I like each of those individually, but I just want to throw it out there that if you're feeling Team Huevos uh, for this evening, if you parlay the two of them together, it is a plus 250. So I like them by themselves, but if you want to pop those two together, you'll get them at a plus 250. The other option you could do is bounce them both down to five and a half and then play them together. Take those alt lines and play those together. You'll still get them at plus odds. Two-leg money line that I like tonight. Tampa is at home taking on Florida. Right now, Florida's on the outside looking into the playoff picture in the Eastern Conference. I think Tampa is starting to show a little bit of that veteran status. I still think they're slightly overrated, but uh, Tampa should be able to take care of the Panthers at home. So give me the lightning at home. And then we're going to pack that together with the Sabres at home against the Blue Jackets. Columbus will be there. Um, so take Buffalo and Tampa together on the money line. That one will pay you a plus 139. And then I'm going to throw this out here because I've been doing this a bunch. And yes, I know I'm in Denver. I know I'm a homer. Um, but folks, I'm cashing flipping tickets so I can be a homer as much as I want to. Okay. <laughs> Here is the same game parlay that I have been playing relatively consistently for the last month and a half. Take Jokic for a triple double and the Nuggets on the money line. If you put those two things together, you're in positive territory consistently because of how he's hitting the triple doubles. And folks, if you have not been paying attention, there have been multiple games that head coach Michael Malone is leaving Joker out there until he gets it and then yanking him to the bench immediately the moment that he does. The, there was a game about two weeks ago, and I wish I could remember the opponent. They were up by like 14 
with three minutes to go. He left him out there. Joker got his 10th assist, and then Malone sat his ass down the moment that that happened. Malone is trying to help him win his third MVP in a row, and I think that is part of what is happening here right now. So the reason I'm bringing it up for you here, folks, what do Brad and I tell you to do? Shop around on the lines. Pay attention to the books. That same game parlay, and and the Nuggets are on the road against Houston. It's freaking Houston tonight, folks. The Nuggets are on the road against Houston. If you take Joker for a triple-double and the Nuggets on the money line is the same game parlay. At BetMGM, Brad, that's a plus 115. At At Caesars, it's a plus 152. Oh, my God, yes! So shop around, folks. Pay attention to the lines because it does make a difference, especially when we're doing these. So plus, there's Brad with a sledgehammer uh, if you're not watching the video. Um, So, like, I took this one the other night uh, against the Clippers, and obviously I needed overtime to be able to hit it, but I got it at, like, plus 208. The book, the odds makers are bringing it down. Yes, you do have to be concerned that this is the Houston Rockets, and if the Nuggets get out ahead in this one, it's possible that Joker doesn't get enough minutes to be able to do it. But I will ride the hot hand. Remember, the Nuggets this season are 23-0 and when he gets a triple-double. Wow, amazing. Uh, remember earlier on the podcast, I called Kawhi Kyrie. Uh, and there was a reason why I said you called that him actually Quiry. It was kind of like Quiry. It's, it's a mixture were, of a human it was being. Like a, yeah. You were like a toddler learning English. <laughs> Because I was looking at the notes for both of the guys, and I got them mixed up, so I just you know meshed them together. But I do like Kyrie on a one-game parlay tonight. Four-plus rebounds and six-plus assists at plus 145 against the Pacers. He's done this in two of his last six games uh, with the Dallas Mavericks. Indiana's allowed the most rebounds per game over the last 10 of any team in the NBA and the 12th most assists per game as well. Uh, he did this in one of three matchups as a member of the Brooklyn Nets. It gets the same Pacers squad. So tonight, uh, based on uh, the trends, I think Kyrie gets at least four boards and at least six dimes. And both those uh, occur again, plus 145. Back to college basketball. You want a Team Huevos parlay play of the day. All money lines all the time. And on this, uh, what is it, six legs? I, I can't even count. Uh, Marquette at Butler. Indiana, again, I think it's the victory at home against Iowa. Uh, Wake Forest should be able to rock and roll at home tonight. Akron in a rematch, revenge spot at home against Ball State. Syracuse taking on the hopeless and hapless uh, Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. And New Mexico still licking their wounds after the last second loss. Is San Diego State at home. Uh, they get the victory tonight. All those three events occur, or seven, or six, or ten. I don't even know how many they are. I just rattled off. Plus 349. That's all I need to know at DraftKings Sportsbook on that multi-leg Team Prevos parlay play money lines of the day. Elsewhere in college, hoops, uh, rapid fire style. Like Boise, I'm going to lay the point half tonight. Against visiting San Diego State, uh, the Broncos 13-1 at home this year. Very good defensive squad for 34 in EFG defense in those home matchups. I know San Diego State has played remarkable basketball away from SoCal. They are 8-1, believe it or not, on the road this season. But number 126 in EFG offense and number 73 in EFG defense. I think they are humble tonight. They barely got by the Lobos, as I mentioned 
uh, in their last effort. Uh, I think tonight they fall just short against Boise State. So I'm going to lay the chalk there. Elsewhere, I like NC State plus six and a half at Duke. I do not understand why the line is this high. Uh, I know State has been kind of uh, up and down on the road this season, four and five straight up, but very good defensively on the road. Number 13 in the country in EFG defense away. Uh, it's all about DJ Burns and Jack Clark. Uh, they crash the glass uh, and win that battle inside against Philip. Uh, Filipowski and friends, I think ultimately uh, they could not only get the cover, they could get the victory. Uh, Though Duke is impeccable this season, 15 at home, inside Cameron, indoor this season. And last one for you, you Lundy. Uh, Two more real quick. I like Villanova, lay the chalk, uh, minus one half at Seton Hall, playing much better here of late. Since February 8th, they're number 29 overall in Bartorovic. Seton Hall can't score. Uh, one of the worst offensive teams, the high major level, number 275 at home, an EFG offense. And then I like Nebraska, plus the three and a half against the Michigan State Spartans. It's all about uh, Kisei Tominaga, who's shooting 40.1%, the Japanese sensation from outside in the Spartans. That's their weakness. Number 273 and three-point percentage defense this year on the road. Nebraska not only gets the cover, don't be surprised if they get the victory there inside their home arena. Would not surprise me. One more bonus thing I want to uh, throw out there because I, I did this one on You Bet Tonight. I threw this out earlier this week. You know I hate futures, but conference tournaments are a little different, Brad, because it's yep. a future, but it still pays me relatively quickly. Yep. I want to throw this out there. I got them at plus 260. I don't know where the line is right now. I will take the Bulldogs of UNC Asheville to win the Big South uh, Big, uh, Big South Tournament. Um, yep. at, at, I love those odds at plus 260 for a team right now that basically uh, their analytics are better than every other team uh, in that conference. Um, and I, I mean, their scoring is better. Their field goal, like everything that you could look at says that they should win that tournament. And the fact that I got them at plus 260 to win the Big South, that is some sexy juice right there, folks. That. Uh, there's a few of the different conference tournaments I like. I know you and I will be talking about them over the next few episodes of the pod, but because that tournament is getting underway before long, I want to throw that one out there. So hopefully you folks can take advantage of the juice as well. I really like UNC Asheville to take that tournament. Great call. I'll throw one out there uh, that gets underway today in the horizon league. I get like yes. the penguins of Youngstown state at plus plus one seventy. Uh, they're number one in six different offensive categories in horizon league action, shooting 55.5% from two and over 37% from three. They're good or none. The best team in that league. So I think they're going to water their way into the dance. All right. We're out of time here on the Fade 5 podcast. Please drop us a rating and a review if you enjoy this program. Also, feed or follow us. Uh, check out Lundy's uh, spreadsheet picks and all his takes on uh, the Twitter at Nate Lundy and all mine as well at Noisy Huevos. For Nate Lundy, I'm Brad Evans. Until next time, as always, feed or follow. That is up to you.